0: everybody how's it going this is kevin and uh jim over here and we are i mean if you take a look around uh we have set up shop in a nice rustic tavern that jim and i put brick by brick board by board bottle by bottle we just got done it's about fantastic. 30 minutes ago i mean man it smells nice in here doesn't it
1: uh huh uh-huh. like uh-huh. oak
0: and cedar and maple all those things it's very uh, inviting.
1: It's a warm, welcoming atmosphere. It is.
0: Man, this is a beautiful place, but this is where we're going to be doing the, the podcast from here on out, I think. Um, every once in a while, <laughs> we might dip back into the office, but with the old COVID, we don't want to have to be around too many people. Uh, as you can mm-hmm. see, um, there's six uh, seats apart. We have patrons, both directions, going to be listening in, but we didn't want them on the camera. Uh, but just be rest assured, we're following all safety guidelines.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: So we got have a special got kind of a special episode for everybody today. Um last week you mentioned you know the bar and the bartending and we both kind of done that. And so we wanted to kind of jump in get this episode started with uh, some suggestions, maybe some things we've uh, seen or come up with uh, in our time. Uh, I actually, actually just yesterday mm-hmm. or 2 days ago came across a new thing uh and after you telling me what you're going to be doing they're Uh right in line they're right in line so uh, good i'm excited that's awesome. brand new drink i've never had it before but jim how you doing how are things
1: i'm good i'm well i had an exciting day we've been (laughs) we've been busy the last couple days i've been running around outside in the yard with my daughter who've been running through the sprinkler and just they've been wearing me out um her and her 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 younger brother but uh yeah no we've just been hanging out um you know we had we had a little company uh, some family come over uh, the other day so we were hanging out a little bit with them but uh more importantly this guy lordy lordy look who's 40 40
0: that guy over there oh me shit yeah the the news is out um 40 mm-hmm. yeah I just Happy hit 40 birthday, yesterday yeah. thank you I, you know it's going to hit me soon enough but uh I, I don't think i look 40 i don't think i feel 40 mentally
1: mm mm-hmm. mhm Mm-hmm. Just
0: you know, it sounded cheesy and all that, but the reality is, you know, I've been I've had a a lower back issue for over fifteen years. I've had a same a neck issue, so I've been paying my dues as an old man for quite some time. I've lost my hair at twenty seven, um, so so maybe that's you know the Lord's gift to me to uh, keep this thing looking at least um, within video game
1: age. There you as go. As long as it ain't weird, that's all I love need.
0: video games, right? So. And I guess... We no, I'm be- the same way.
1: I'm the same way. I never, I never feel, I feel, I, I can't imagine myself, like, turning into, like, my attitude changing and feeling like yeah. an older person. And it's just, kind of funny because my wife... I'm always going to be a big kid, you know? Exactly.
0: Like, my wife and I, we, we used to live in New Orleans, and that's, you know, kind of the, the, the homage to the, the episode today and the new, the new mm-hmm. digs. We had a lot of fun, Barton. It's one of the best times of our lives, both of us. Uh, we met a lot of awesome people. Um, I will admit that when I got into bartending started bartending and, and moved to New Orleans it was the primary time of my life where I slowed down on video games uh, part mm-hmm. of it was that I loved I loved bartending enough to work way too many hours bartending uh, mm-hmm. as silly as that sounds it's one of those jobs that I had where you get home and you feel like shit cause your legs hurt but mentally you do a lot of good as a bartender and I, I do believe that mhm but those are, the, those are the years I just didn't have time to be worried about video games. And so I fell off. And for me, it was a long time ago, um, mm-hmm. back in the early 2000s. So 2002, 2003, 2004, 2005, those years were my, my primary bartending years. Mm-hmm. Um, right before the Wii came out. But after, man, I want to say Xbox 360 hadn't even or might have just been out for a year or two. Um, and I didn't really get into that. I didn't get into the PlayStation three until later in the, in the career of that. So, I, right. so well, if you're, like, if you're
1: getting out of work at two, three, you know, four, it does you know, whatever eight, time in the morning, sometimes for eight. me, that's when I did. My gaming was all through the night, you know, and yeah. if you're working at those hours, when the, when the hell is there time to play games? You know,
0: <laughs> exactly. Um, but, but the best part about it is I can still have those same childish memories but they're just for different reasons and for me mm-hmm. the different reasons was drinking with buddies uh having conversations uh, you, you might have seen on my youtube channel my friend bob uh, bobby adam i have a several that I've, I've you know go back many years and those were the most childish i've ever been I bet. <laughs> so uh, you know even mm-hmm. taking the, the, the video game attitude aside i, I always had it And had I not been acting like a little kid, I probably would have been acting like a little kid playing
1: video games. (laughs) What about Uh you? When
0: did you start bartending?
1: I started bartending. I mean, more, more seriously, probably about three years ago. Like I had done some catering events here and there um, because my father's a chef and he would do catering and stuff. So, you know, I, I would do a little things here and there, but not until not like actually at a place until about three years ago.
0: That's awesome. And uh, when you bartend, do you, I mean, I probably know the answer to this, but like, do you make kind of friends as customers, so to speak? It's not Mm -hmm. just a a solid line of nobodies that you never see again. It's people that come back because you're the bartender. You like, yeah, there's, there's regulars.
1: We love to see come in and then they're you know, at the same time, there's regulars, We, you know, some of us <laughs> are, are like, oh, God, <laughs> oh, God, it's them. <laughs> but no, <laughs> no, most most of the time, most people are, you know, it's awesome to see them. They're happy yeah. to see us, you know, happy to be there. They're there to eat and drink and have fun. And yeah. uh, that's what it's all about. And you're there to, to kind of enter, you know, almost Entertain, be their entertainment. If they're, if they're there for that, if they're, you know, if they're sitting having dinner, that's a different yeah. story. But then if if they're at your bar, you know. Yep. That's i've had
0: a, lots of uh you know obviously the the whole gamut of of um customer types but the ones i love the best are the ones that they don't have anybody there with them or maybe they do but they're mm-hmm. they're just relishing their own drink and their then own you're water. the show buddy and you're the show and you as you can see i love to talk i didn't have to do podcasting back then because i had that mm-hmm. out when,
1: that know, was just your podcast.
0: it was and, and and i had people you know my boss um was really into nascar being in new hampshire and mm-hmm. the super bowl was on and i had to explain to him this is super bowl sunday we've got to turn off the reruns of nascar <laughs> put on this um but we also got I, I did get gaming involved putting on like the nintendo mm-hmm. 64 on the big screen for certain events and stuff as a bartender i i and at that particular bar i got to basically run it right out the gate mm-hmm. so you know even still even i, I brought it in because that's just what i've loved is is um, gaming primarily my entire life Mm -hmm. i I haven't again this week was kind of rough um i my family came into town and i made a commitment i wasn't going to really be on internet uh for more than simple messaging and stuff like that Mm -hmm. Um, and for the last four four days i stuck to it i haven't played any video games i haven't um really conversed with anybody uh on the discords and stuff but um Mm -hmm. There has been some, you know, a little bit of news kind of peeking around. We have a a big sale going on on PlayStation with a lot of good classics right now. Uh, any anything that stands out to you this week that that kind of dropped? Any news?
1: I didn't even get to see that that sale yet, which so I'm definitely going to when we get yep. done here. But there's um, like 400 games. The game the game I want to play and I I haven't got yet is that Ghost of Su- I don't even know how to say it, Tsushima or something yeah, like Ghost that. Ghost
0: of Tsushima. Yep. Which was a big deal, been a big deal for um, a while.
1: Yeah, a lot of the From Software community is is pretty hype about that, so I I definitely want to want to pick that up and and spend some time with it at some point here. Um, that looks really that, good.
0: it's one of those um, it's almost like Assassin's Creed meets For Honor feel, where it's like every mm-hmm. encounter from what I could consider, and, and it looks right up your alley, to be completely honest.
1: Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, so. I want I want to know how it compares to Sekiro. And because, uh, I'd, have you played that one, Sekiro? No, but I've I've watched that. It looks yeah. Like I, I want to know how similar it is to that. I loved Sekiro, but um, I, I haven't seen too too much about this one, and I'm kind of excited about that because I don't know a lot, so I'll be I'll yeah. be surprised unless I do go ahead and, and watch something. But uh, yeah, no, it's it's exciting.
0: That's awesome. So. One of the games, I'm just looking at the news here, and uh, I didn't realize it was this week, but Dreams, have you heard of Dreams?
1: Dreams, no, I have not.
0: Okay, so Dreams is a PlayStation exclusive that, uh, if you recall, this this has happened several times in the, the history of video games, but they say this game's going to revolutionize video games. Mm-hmm. Dreams is one of them. I forget the name of the other one, but there was one where Spore, I think it was. Where Spore, they said, okay. Spore, you're going to be able to do anything. You're going to be able to build anything. You know what people did? They made as many giant walking dicks and... Uh, I was,
1: was going to say it had to be somewhere dick As
0: possible. <laughs> and the, 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 way, the, the way the game worked... Uh, this is actually a pretty funny thing to search, but uh, everything morphed and evolved, right? So you could build an alien dick or whatever, and it grows its different arms and legs, but it utilizes the DNA of its existing structure, so it might grow additional arm dicks and it it was the funniest thing but it got out of hand like instantly so uh-huh. that game went from potential change to the world to gone really fast maybe they had their other reasons but it, it did not do what they expected so dreams vr is it's by the makers of little big planet and
1: mm-hmm. little big okay. planet
0: has implemented uh, across its its different years of games i think they're up to three right now and then they have another one coming out that's more of a platformer than a create your own game but that's kind of what Mm -hmm. they did And in in little big planet you can develop things you can build things and and you can kind of create your own little worlds from what i understand and so dreams vr allows everybody who plays it to create content for it whether it's music or um Mm -hmm. visual visuals or objects uh any yeah. sound effects and you can talk into your your headset to record sound effects directly into their database you can um, synthesize them the, the music aspect alone the creation the creation tools for it are mesmerizing i implore you to to check it out just search for like dreams music creation you'll see people using these templates and it's the coolest thing is just like um any open asset library as you're creating your level or your world, or your whatever, you can use from everybody else's. You just have to know how to search. Uh So what they've they've done in Dreams is built all these different ways to search data. Now, as we've talked about, my brain and data just starts going crazy. There's so much data. It's very simple for someone like my son, because he's not going to sort through every column, every option. He's going to see the one that catches his eye, jump right into Mm -hmm. it, and play it. And so they do a really good job of top 10s and best ofs and whatever right in the in the beta and the alpha and then the original launch of this game what they've just implemented this week is vr the vr update and from what i understand it's all vr it's not like there's only certain things built for vr the game is either vr or not and it's the same mm-hmm. game and it just got launched like bam you don't have to go into vr mode if you launch it in vr i haven't tried it i haven't even tried a demo i'm reading right now it's i've been reading about it for a while essentially you can do anything you can you can build anything and people have recreated actual exact replicas of super mario or super mario world or putting mario in zelda or link in mario um to a t to the point where nintendo has to issue cease and desists
1: yeah, now having wow.
0: that virtual reality aspect added in now you can play in the Mario levels and stuff because these are things that the reality here is in Dreams almost it, the engine is so versatile that you can have realistic looking things or cartoon looking things and it's very vast um, so people are recreating other video games within it Fortnite things like that uh, the assets already exist so people who are smarter than much, much smarter than me can put those assets in pretty easy Mm -hmm. get somehow get them into the game
1: yeah they're just like sampling this stuff and
0: yeah and 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 uh, cease and desist aside there's some really amazing stuff out there and it just tells you like these kids have it so easy back in the day you had to dream of these things and, and that's why it's called dreams that's as silly as it is anything can happen anybody who wants to put the time just like in roblox or minecraft you can see some amazing amazing things well in dreams the sky's the limit and from what I've seen, there's cheesy to really, really complicated. Now we have VR. I'm going to try it. And my my commitment for next week is that I tried v- Dreams VR and come back with a little bit of a uh, feedback and update and, and review.
1: Mm-hmm. Wow. Well, yeah, that's what was coming to my mind when you were talking about that was was Roblox and just, uh, you know, how people can create all, all sorts of different worlds. And that's that I was playing Roblox earlier. We were at the donut factory one minute, and then one minute the floor was lava, and then we were at the water park, and you know it's just so cool that you, there's you know endless amounts of of worlds you can play in. And I'm like, "What do you feel like doing today?" And and she's like, "Oh, I want to do this." So I'm like, "All right, let's see what we got." And you That's know, so she cool. she goes nuts, and we hang out and in, in wherever we want to.
0: <laughs> That's really cool. Yeah. I mean, I, I the concept of the games are the best. Uh, they have some of the VR stuff that I've done. Um, there's some really interesting things that people create, and then there's a similar game called Rec Room that uh, is very similar to, to both Minecraft and, but it's more like We We World, me, you know, the Me's and on the Wii? Mm-hmm. So Rec Room is like imagine a world where everybody is a Me. It's kind of weird, but you can play frisbee without. You can just walk into Rec Rooms like boys, you know boys clubs or whatever and there's people Mm -hmm. running around doing random shit and you can literally just pick up a ball off the ground and start playing basketball graphics are (laughs) terrible the concepts are crazy people can build stuff because you can make machinery in the game (laughs) everybody that's just a kitty cat
1: yeah don't yeah there's just cats everywhere we're gonna just shut that up (laughs) he
0: he, he's got an alarm just in case there's a cat in the bar yep (laughs) In case the cat decides to stab him in the back, which they've been known to do. You got to keep an alarm. They're
1: pretty wily. They're pretty
0: <laughs> so, anyway, speaking of bars, I see you got yourself a nice glass over there. You got yourself a shaker. I what do. I, have,
1: was, I, was, I was getting ready to say I'm thirsty. I don't know yeah. about you. <laughs> I'll go on.
0: I'll talk forever if you let me. So you gotta, I, I was looking and I'm, I'm looking at my, my specialty over here. But I, I'm interested in mm-hmm. what, what you got in front of you.
1: So I got my shaker and my ice. We're gonna make an algonquin, which is a, a whiskey drink. It's good to have in the summer. And it's really simple. We're just gonna take half shot of pineapple juice. Ooh, a little fruit. Okay. And I'm not one that really likes to put fruit in his whiskey, but <laughs> I make i make I'm making an exception. Wait till you see what the good old new. backlog has for you. All right.
0: You might have heard of this one, though, so I'm not going to go too
1: crazy. But so we got a half shot of dry vermouth.
0: <clears throat> I like that shot glass, by the way. It's a little Scottish. Okay. Uh...
1: Yeah. Yes,
0: sir. Oh, we're going straight And then
1: to some. Them. Well, we got we got uh, some rye whiskey. Some, we got some Jack Daniels tonight. There's and being that's a bartender. A full shot.
0: There's certain bottles that um, just don't get repeated, or duplicated in a certain way and probably there's some sort of patent but the jack daniels bottle itself is very indistinguishable
1: oh yeah i love it I, i've that. been a big fan of jack for for forever shake in here. that bad boy up <laughs>
0: this looks refreshing like the sound of this and i'm not a big whiskey guy but with that pineapple, See, i love whiskey i bet i could do that drink with the with the pineapple in there and to be honest i don't think yeah. i've ever had rye whiskey myself i my uh my whiskey story is simple when i turned 21 i'd already had many many different drinks whiskey included i didn't mind whiskey walked into a party and a guy handled handed me a giant handle of jack daniels Said, give me 21 <laughs> seconds. And I did. And the rest is history. Now when I smell Jack Daniels, literally 19 years later,
1: oh, it does not smell. Yeah, there's I, but Some I, people just have that one drink. That's, that one drink. That I'll tell you, it. it's,
0: it's not even just a drink anymore. If I have like a whiskey bread, like there's certain breads that have like a whiskey glaze. Mm-hmm. And I get that smell. If it's the right smell, it makes my stomach curl. If it's the just other right smell... Uh, it's the best taste ever. It's the weirdest thing. It's like, I love certain maple whiskeys. And then on others.
1: Ugh. Can't do it. Yeah. No. Let's see, no, let's see what we got it. How's it
0: taste? Uh, so hey, you garnish cheers. it with a little bit of lemon. Lemon zest.
1: No, it's a lime and some pineapple. Oh,
0: pineapple okay. Slice. The pineapple. Yep. He has pineapple slices and lime for those of you listening online. So, uh, Feedback. Refreshing. What is
1: it? I like it. That's actually, it's actually really smooth. Yeah. The the pineapple takes a lot of the bite and actually, actually it's probably the vermouth taking a lot of that bite Mm -hmm. out. So it was one Um, ounce
0: pineapple, one ounce vermouth, one ounce whiskey.
1: Yeah. Oh yeah. It's one shot. Yeah. One shot the whiskey, half shot pineapple, half shot vermouth.
0: Okay. And then over ice, shaken, nice and nice mm-hmm. and smooth, and so it's got a a greenish, yellowish tint from the camera view that I see. Uh, you could confuse that for a, a margarita, possibly, or a nice cold mm-hmm. beer, based
1: off. <laughs> yeah, it really does. Now that you say it does. It looks like it's a it's a beer right off the draft.
0: <laughs> so, but anyways, that looks delicious. Um, I'm gonna try to get myself into some more whiskey because I know that once you get over that, the taste of it is is good to a lot of people like they enjoy it and Mm -hmm. i always think oh man that smell how could i how could you like it well i'll tell you how you could like it found this bad boy this weekend it's called screwball (laughs) yes (laughs) screwball is a peanut butter whiskey which if anyone who knows me personally knows i often smell of peanut butter because i'll just eat it straight out of the jar i mean (laughs) i love peanut butter i eat it at least three to four days a week (laughs) That's not an exaggeration, whether it be a mm-hmm. sandwich or uh, just, like I said, straight out the jar. If I'm eating Kit Kats, I'm dipping it in peanut butter. It's probably how I get this physique, this delicious, awesome-looking physique. It's much like the shape of peanut butter if you plop it on a seat. <laughs>
1: um,
0: so I was a, I was made aware of peanut butter-flavored whiskey, and I'll try anything peanut butter, so I said, let's give it a try. Uh, I like the quote and the logo. It's a little sheep. And it's like a black sheep, I guess, with a white head. And it says, to the misfits, black sheep and screwballs. I thought that was cool. Um, just opening this whiskey up, it doesn't give that, to me, that, that whiskey flavor that makes me sick to my stomach. It's quite the opposite. When I smell this, it's almost like a alcoholic butterscotch, you know, and so... I mean, you could even, just smelling it, you could think that might be a butterscotch vodka. Mm-hmm. And that's where the, um, the whiskey doesn't, it's not giving me those whiskey uh, feels. So I said, I wonder what we could do with this. Well, get yourself a glass and my ice is a, uh, actually, you know what I'll do? I'm going to put it in my shaker too. I wasn't going to do that, but I got some ice in my shaker. And we're going to hit it with some frappe shotta which is a mocha iced coffee version of Rumshata. nice. very cinnamy, chocolatey type of feel to it. If you have the clean you know there's there's a cinnamon toast crunch you could make with Rumshata and Fireball, um, where it actually tastes like cinnamon toast crunch.
1: Oh my God.
0: And so <laughs> this right here gives you that, that chocolatey lusciousness, right? It's still got some alcohol in this, but I ain't going to count them because i don't think it counts when it's pre-made you don't count that so then um jim's only been bartending three years i've been bartending you know Mm -hmm. a lot longer so i just pour three years you're still worried about the boss telling you to measure the bottles you've been Mm -hmm. there 15 years you don't have to you just do it (laughs) then they say how much did you spend and i said how much did you make Yeah, really. Because I've never met a bartender (laughs) who loved his job and didn't make money. But I also Mm -hmm. have never met a bar owner who didn't make money. Mm -hmm. So what I'm going to do, and I'm not going to shake it too hard because it kind of doesn't need to be. But you just make yourself a nice little drink. It's almost like Yoo-Hoo, to be honest.
1: Nah, that looks awesome.
0: And... To be honest, it, without the ice in it, because I, I wanted to try it with just chilled without the ice because the ice can kind of change the, the perception of it.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: But yeah, it's almost like a because of the bite of the whiskey, it almost has a soda taste, if that makes any sense. Like the back of your tongue kind of catches that, that spark, mm-hmm. but without the bubbles or anything like that. So it's not, a, not that it feels flat because you still get that feeling. Um, but because of the whiskey being there, rather than being a smooth, milky drink, it's got that peanut buttery, milky bite, almost like a soda would when you're swallowing it.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And the only two things I put in this were alcohol. Obviously, one's pre-made. Doesn't taste a whole lot like alcohol. It tastes like if I just wanted to chug this right now.
1: Mm-hmm. No, I could definitely do those. Like, something like that's right up my alley. A- absolutely. So,
0: but what I am going to do is put it back in the, the mixer and I'm going to add the ice because I think the... Um, let me see if I can just add some ice here like this. Now, as a bartender, you don't want to touch your customer's ice with your bare hands, especially during COVID. But, you know, if they don't see it, does it really happen?
1: It's a question Also, don't ask yourself. scoop the ice with the glass. <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh, yeah. How many times in your life... Have you seen that? Because I would say at least ten. At Dude, least so 10. so many.
1: So le- at least too. since working where I worked, at least two, if not three times, I've yep. seen someone break a glass. And I will admit machine.
0: I was one of those times. But for me it was only <laughs> once. You don't even think about it, you're like, I'm busy. All the cups are gone, shakers are gone, just gotta make a mm-hmm. quick crack.
1: Sometimes quick... you make an exception and then it's like too yep. late.
0: I can assure you that all of the 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 shortcuts ever made doing that never, never justified. When you're a bartender and you're busy and you're down an ice bin, or now you have to run over to the other bar's ice bin or whatever, it's the worst thing. Um, as a bartender, the the there's different types of bartender. I, I my experience as a bartender was either by myself running an entire bar, which sometimes had two patrons or sometimes had fifty or sixty to bartending in new orleans where it was so busy there's no you know you can't even conceive of what the fuck is going on yeah i've never bartended at a restaurant i was supposed to i didn't get that job because they lied little tji story tji friday story for another day but Mm. but yeah i've never bartended like at a restaurant where it can be slow if you're the bartender just bartending for the people in front of you. Slow or controlled or uncontrolled where you're bartending the well, they call it. And that's where all the drinks for the restaurant are coming in and out of. And those people don't seem to be too happy. Have you ever done that? Have you ever done the well?
1: The well? No. No. We don't even have we don't have that where I'm at. We're a smaller brewery restaurant. And I've worn a lot of hats there pretty much. And at the end of this month I'll probably have worn every hat there.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Nice, nice. That means uh, one of them's a boss hat, right?
1: Well, other except aside from that one. Okay, aside okay. from that one. one day. I'll be I'll be cooking a little bit.
0: <laughs> <laughs> there you go. Well, you get that from your dad, I'm sure.
1: Mhm. But I've done that the brewer, the bartender, the waiter, you know, all yeah. that all that stuff. So, all that's a thing, stuff.
0: man. Is uh especially in those positions usually the most capable, achieve the status of bartender. Um that's not always the case, but lot of places i've experienced um unless it's just a lot of responsibility yeah you have a lot of money and a lot of product and a lot of these products are you know if you're ordering from the it's the same idea in my mind as the people that's that are making the food right there's a skill that's involved there uh not just anybody can be there um and depending on the menu uh the tier is just like in in real life you got the front waiters and the and the back waiters that um, not all places follow that rule but the idea there's people mm-hmm. bussing tables there's people serving tables there's people running food there's people making food all those people in the front are able to take drink orders or bring drinks or whatever that's not that difficult right at the at the scheme of things it's, it trust me i know it can be bad days can be bad people can be bad but the the concept isn't bartenders being hit with way more than just please make a drink it's usually handling a lot of money um trusting that people are tipping out properly and that impacts people's pay Um, but you're dealing with people uh, you have to understand too this is an aspect that not a lot of people think about is bartenders and we were talking a little bit earlier it's like psychologists right and truthfully you have people at their wits end sometimes they're literally the last strings of their life and they're coming to to you as an outlet as a way to go um and maybe their game plan isn't to get better, but it's to wallow. And as a good bartender, you can see that. You can bring people out of those moments. Uh I've done it. Anybody who bartends has probably done it and even if they don't know it. Uh you could have the happiest person sitting there in front of you um smiling and, you know, looking like they're having a blast, but it could be the worst and darkest moments of their lives. And so that that's why they're there, some people. And so being able to identify that and help them talk, listen, all those things those can weigh pretty heavily and there have been Mm -hmm. days where you're dealing with somebody who you just do nothing but feel bad for and you know you're hearing their stories um, and you bring that home sometimes you know you know you hear a story of someone my cat got run over my child died you're you're hearing that shit and you're not getting paid to hear that shit so Mm
1: -hmm. um you never know who's going to walk through the door you meet all all kinds of people from all walks of life and and that's the cool thing about it is Mm -hmm that's variety is the spice of life, man, and that and that's yeah. what you get as a bartender. You 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 don't like I said, you never know who's going to walk through the door.
0: Yeah. And I've just had the best times um making drinks like we just did, coming up with new ideas. Um there's a science behind it. So you, you know, even though you can look at it and be like it's just a bartender. Um as a bartender, you can look at it and be like I was a damn good bartender. I did a lot or mm-hmm. I do a lot. Um so a shout out and a cheers. To all the bartenders or wannabe bartenders that are out there today, it's not that hard. Some states have rules and license requirements. Some don't. The best thing you can do is offer your services. Learn. Don't just think you can do it. and Don't start whipping bottles.
1: <laughs> Cheers.
0: Cheers. <clears throat> Go to Vegas if you want to see that. If you want to see people doing the flair, um, they have competitions in Vegas. And a lot of bartenders there are paid to do that. But, uh, there's oh, I'm a lot sure there. they're crazy.
1: <laughs> yeah. The Tom
0: Cruise, um, one of the best bartending movies of all time, uh, Cocktail with Tom Cruise. You know, he gets into that. That's not bartending. That's not how bartending is. There's specific places. But they don't want you whipping their bottles up and down. They don't care how good you are. <laughs>
1: mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> one... you waste that whole bottle of expensive alcohol it. and yeah. <laughs> It's coming yeah. out of your paycheck.
0: Now, if you're doing it with, uh, you know, the $4 well, but... Those places. Mm-hmm. That's tented. another story. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, so um a lot of fun stuff. Do you have any any cool any other stories or anything you want to talk about with the the bartender world?
1: Oh god. We'll we, spot I mean, to... you know, nothing. there's you know some t- nothing nothing off the top of my head that's like, oh my god, you had to have seen this. But you know, we've had people fall off stools, we've had people, <laughs> you know, we've had you know weird stuff go on you know we we try to keep people safe and call people cabs and stuff and 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 all that we've had people sleeping in their cars and you know you you just see you just see a little bit of everything yeah um when you're when you're doing it um but yeah it's it's a it's a cool it's a cool place to be it's a lot of fun um and i'm I'm glad i'm glad i, I got to do it for for even even just three years you know yeah it's uh well once a bartender a lot of cool, cool people and
0: my, my wife will say differently, but once a bartender, always a bartender. She tells mm-hmm. me I make drinks like shit right now, um, but it's all. You man, have
1: it's... to like to meet people. If, you, if you're if you not <laughs> into that, then, you know, it's not going to be, you're going to hate it.
0: <laughs> yeah. Generally speaking, I had a, it depends on how much money you're making, I think, because I had a, a bartender friend who hated every second of it and hated every customer and every drink they made but we made four or $500 a night and they were like, I will do Mm -hmm. nothing else but this. (laughs) I make this cash. That's all I do is bartend. It's not Mm -hmm. hard for me. I just don't have to like any, I don't want to listen to you. I don't want to talk to you. Fuck off. Mm -hmm. Let me do my thing. You see the bartender with the one towel, wiping the one glass forever. Those are the people who may not love what they do (laughs) or they're, or they're Mm -hmm. looking for their next uh, girlfriend or or boyfriend. Mm -hmm. So, um, Let's see. Uh, as far as um, gaming, which game do you think would be the hardest that you play of these From Software games uh, drunk?
1: Drunk. Drunk. The hardest drunk, I would probably have to say Dark Souls 2. Okay. Because if you play all of them it's just much it's much slower it's Mm -hmm. a lot slower than the other ones The like if you if you chug your estus to heal the recovery time from chugging your estus is like an eternity so you'll be recovering (laughs) from that animation and you'll get whacked and and then you know it's 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 all over you could get one shot at that point if you're fighting a boss or something like that but just a recovery from anything not even just not even just the just healing, but if you take a swing, I feel like it takes forever. If you block something, it takes <laughs> once you, forever. Once it's you just... fuck
0: with your time perception, whether it be getting high mm-hmm. or drinking or whatever, I'd imagine games like that become infinitely harder. Um, mm-hmm. For me, some of the you know when I get drunk or start to get drunk, and I, I don't get drunk too often, um, even buzzed, I can have two or three beers and, and literally not even mentally. I'm sure I don't drive like that, but I I'm, mm-hmm. I don't feel different. When I do, you know, a couple drinks of this, um, I start to have, like, blinking memory issues and shit, and that's how I know I'm drunk. It's like I'll blink and be like, wait, what just happened? Okay, I'm (laughs) drunk. It hit me. And so uh, probably that's why it's best to stay off the road for me. I mean, I'd be like, why am I driving? What? Who's there? Mm -hmm. Oh, we're driving. Um, But this weekend, uh, we got to do a lot of, Partying, or this week, I guess, you know, last couple of days, uh, staying in the house, birthday party, had my, my siblings here, a couple of them. And I always love uh, having them arrive because my two sisters, my two oldest sisters are not video game people. And video games, my life, my kids lives. And so I get my sisters who are, you know, the both higher than me in the, in the real world, as far as uh, we all work at the same place. And one's many tiers above me and one's a couple tiers above me. Uh, and it's funny to see them turn into kids again. I, I get them to. I you know we we had the VR headset out, mm-hmm. and um, it's kind of funny because I have almost a hundred VR games. Many of them cheap, free. So I don't you know I'm not trying to brag. It's just like they, there's so many VR games that are they go on sale for a dollar, and I, I buy them all the time.
1: Yeah, grab them. Um,
0: and I don't play them. They're they're on my backlog. That is part of the joke. So I have all these games, but every single time people want to play the original vr demo disc they come they play at my house it's the only time they've ever done it the three or four things that they've tried they want to keep trying that again i say you're here for the weekend play it as much as you want but i have hundreds of games go play them all tell me how they are so i know yeah tell me what i play and it's the same three or four things and so this weekend it was beat saber and Mm -hmm. it was uh until dawn rush for blood which is one of the original launch titles for uh the playstation vr um until Dawn has its own series, a storyline, and all that. But then they built a VR game that's, um, it's on the demo disc, and the demo is good enough for anybody who's just just passing by. It's a it's a system seller, in my opinion, because it's mm-hmm. just scary enough for the non-gamer to be scared shitless, even if they're the big tough guy or my my army veteran brother-in-law falling out of his chair, to to uh, you know be an easy enough to where anybody can sit down who's never played a game, figure out how to use guns and get through a level if you can stand it so then you get the i want to see my my dad do it i don't think he can make it through the level and then you got a nine-year-old making, making it through a level and uh Mm -hmm.
1: put him to shame
0: (laughs) it puts him to shame and then the other you know the seven-year-old can't do it because it's too scary and uh, it it brings the family together so it's it's a it's a lot of fun but doing that drunk is a lot different than doing it not drunk because when you're sober you have expectations and you could be like i assume that that chainsaw over there is going to have uh you know something behind it and then it starts to move well if you're over here because you're drunk and then you look over here and then the, boom you get a lot more jump scares and we found that out this weekend
1: mm-hmm.
0: and i blame the screwball because this is pretty darn good stuff
1: I was so glad when you pulled that out because I, I made a note. I was like, oh, I got it. We got to talk about this because it's so, so you had it's it. So it's smooth. It's delicious. Mm-hmm. It's it's mm. the smell. Like you said, is amazing. I mean, it smells uh, like peanut
0: butter. It really I mean, butter. It's there's different when you smell fake peanut butter smell it makes a big difference. But to me, mm-hmm. um, this was pure peanut butter smell. It smelled like real like open up a jar of peanut butter.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, you don't even get a big alcohol smell off it, maybe faintly.
0: Yeah. so And I probably get the bite more than anybody else would because I'm not a big fan of whiskey. I don't drink it that often, but someone who does wouldn't even... It probably tastes like candy to them.
1: Mm-hmm. You know what I was thinking, something we could do maybe, is a lot of times you'll see people create drinks based on video games they like. Yeah. Why don't we do that with uh with a a game that that's current or one of your favorite games or or something like that that. you know what i I like that
0: so let's see we can we Um, can make
1: some drinks (laughs) keep the theme going
0: what do you uh let's see well i need to play some of these games like spider-man and uh god of war I gotta play mm-hmm. Days Gone. I, I've said that a thousand times now, but the the reality is, this last week just has not been um, the the real chance to play. But I'm diving in. I mean, I'm beating Spider Man. I've I've gotten a little bit further. Um, just not a whole lot to talk about. I think the, one of the problems in Spider Man is it's one of those games that is amazing to play. Feels really good to play. Mm-hmm. But if you're not addicted to to it in the way that many people were like, I'm more of a casual Spider-Man fan. Um, I know Dr. Octopus is going to turn out like I, since the second I saw his name was Dr. Octavius, I knew who that guy's going to be. So now um, maybe he, maybe he doesn't come out in the game. I haven't seen spoilers. I assume he does, but if not, I know to be weary in that storyline. You know, I know I'm going to win if I just play the game properly, I guess is the best way to put it. So to me, because of that, The rush to need to go back isn't as extreme because Mm -hmm. I've already got the gameplay and as fun as it is to swing around cities it becomes a little tedious I think if the teleport the um what they call it uh, the fast travel system were just a slight faster like if to me on a game like that I don't understand why they implement stations for fast travel as opposed to just go to the map and hit a button and be there wherever you want to go Maybe it's because of coding, but on a game like that, I'm losing interest because I don't want to swing through the city for 20 minutes. I just want to. Yeah. It's just
1: extra steps. It's just extra steps to to the goal. So like, really, it must be some. There there has to be another reason why they do it that way.
0: Yeah, and and but in addition to that, the other thing is there's a lot of extra steps in this game, in that a lot of the quests are literally the exact same thing. There's one that I'm not good at flying through the city. Like I'm not super fast at it. And there's quests like collect all the rings before they disappear or follow the, the, um, the drones through the city and you get things to enhance your suit or to get upgrades based off of how good you do. And so you have to repeat them if you don't do good enough to earn enough gems to go up, unlock your stuff. And so now what you're doing is it's not about I mean, I guess it is about getting better, but it's getting better in situations that don't matter that much to me. Flying through the city over and over and over isn't as fun as doing it when I want to. And so I would eliminate all of that because I'll tell you what, um, just grinding for unlocks to make my suit stronger when I don't have any visual aspect to, to follow that up with I don't know how much stronger my suit really is because the number of damage I do is negligible because I win almost every fight, anyways. You know, the game's not super difficult. You have a lot of tools mm-hmm. in, your, in your. So it just. And it's just it feels... all
1: about the fashion.
0: Yeah. And then you can change your outfits to some cool stuff. I would be more inclined to fly around the city doing stuff to, for the unlocks as, that are um, optional as opposed to the unlocks that are critical to beat the game. Like leveling mm-hmm. up your suit and things but the visual stuff i'll fly all over the place if it's you know let me let me grind for the things that don't matter and i'll be totally happy because then it's up to me. <laughs> but that's where i'm at i'm at the point where if i if they just gave me the story and i could teleport to the next step and the next step it'd probably be done in 15 minutes but I'm, i've got at least two or three hours of game left so yeah. I, I gotta run
1: around so how long um, would you say it is total um or did I can it take the, you anyway
0: yeah, if I can remember off the top of my head it's anywhere between eight and fifteen hours
1: oh, okay that's time. not that's not bad
0: depending on your on your personality and, and your style um, I've mm-hmm. probably put about ten in total, maybe a little bit more um because the time I'm not counting all the times where I just leave it on in between hours oh, right. but um but yeah, it's I feel like I'm doing an awful lot of navigation and flying around and uh, there's some stuff like that they do that's kind of cool they'll say they'll give you a picture of a person's perspective and then they'll say i think it's in the upper east side and you got to use a picture to identify a location but fucking all the time you know 12 times trying to just to unlock pieces to your to your suit it's like you know th- that that's a good one or two time mission thing mm-hmm. and, and never never happen to do that again or defeating the same exact enemies who are doing the same exact crime in the street 15 times to unlock 15 tokens to be able to do, you know, an extra, one extra uh, electromagnetic grenade. It's like, fucking. No, damn.
1: yeah, that's how I felt about Fallout 4 with those, like, say, mm-hmm. another colony, another colony needs your help, another one. I'm like, all I was right, kicking dude.
0: Fallout 4's ass until that started happening. and I stopped dead in my tracks. I built one city up with all these defense turrets and it's like great but you gotta go over there to where the pigs are cause their pigs are getting killed and I'm like I am like i, I don't care there. about the pigs I was just there and those people were fucking assholes to me I don't give a shit about their pigs
1: <laughs> I'm How, taking their pigs Did you, yeah, they're exactly. my pigs now
0: if you kill them will they come back did you ever beat Fallout 4
1: <laughs> I beat it yeah I, that was the first game I was gonna try and 100% but I I could not get that colony to like whatever percent happiness I had the hardest time. And then at some point I was just like, you know what? Is that like one of the, the first colonies this?
0: that you have to take over? And there's like a dad and a daughter and you could never appease them. And they constantly got a fucking attack. That it's was literally- just
1: it's just even it's just your home base was I think was the thing. Wherever you like set up shop, you need to like bring that colony to like 100% happiness or or whatever yeah. it is. Um, and I, I was getting close, but I could never get it just to get over I'd the love to live in.
0: Get... I'd love to live in that colony. Where yeah, if right. somebody is 100% of the time trying to 100% happy everybody there.
1: <laughs> what percent happiness are we right now? Yeah. Well, <laughs>
0: I'm 98%. I want them to keep trying. I'm almost uh-huh. there. Try again. St- yeah. Don't stop now. We got people coming. You want to go somewhere else? There might be someone in those bushes. Set up some turrets
1: i just constantly
0: <laughs> fucking with them. Um, I, 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 those are, that's the kind of game that I, wanna, I want to, my mental capacity says, we should 100% that. And then I get to something like that, and I just literally delete the game off my system. Um, mm. I'm, I'm this close with Apex Legends. I really enjoy, enjoy playing that game. I'm halfway decent at it. But my brain is telling me to go play the game, not to play the game but to play it because there's unlocks that I need to do today. And I know that that's... See, a game I don't like the that
1: one bit. Nope. I'm, I don't even know the half of, of that any of that with, with the Battle Royales, but, like, I don't want to feel obligated to do something. I have Daily. enough shit.
0: Every day. Seven days a week. There's this, like, they do Never. it in Fortnite to where if you don't log in almost 100% of the days available, you don't get certain things. It's These incentives are... Oh, the hell with you them, know, yeah. No and it's way. All, I like it in one aspect because a lot of it's free. It's like if you commit to our game, we'll give, we'll reward you. But a lot of it is also they've learned that these things are ways to entrap people into their game. And so it has two, it has an upside and a downside. And I, I, I know the downside negatively impacts me because I get addicted. I mean, I played a game was there was a game a fallout game and then it it led me to this other video game i played on the phone it was called like um money Inc or something and literally the point of the game was to get you to tap and you tapped the more you tapped you could double you doubled your one to two dollars now you're making two dollars your two to four now you're making four dollars four to eight and it's to see how many times you can tap at the different levels now the one dollar every time you tap it you're retrieving the money right and so obviously you want to you want to double that and the speed at which the two is going and now you double to four you see the concept is is kind of cool for a a data person who likes to tap shit you get addicted to this thing and then you realize you've been playing it for four hours and you're like none of this is anything I, i accomplished jokes and and memes i am the meme Mm -hmm. And then you play a game called Mosaic, which, as you know, is from Raw Fury. Have you played Mosaic?
1: I have not played Mosaic, no. Well,
0: in Mosaic, it's a very interesting game. Uh, We talked a little bit about a while back, but uh, yeah, yeah, it's a lot about depression, I think, uh, is the message Mm of, you know, what is life like in some of these people's minds? The cubicle lifestyle of, you know, do you really have friends and do, do things really matter? And you can pick up a cell phone when you get out of bed. And you have options, and the options are blip or blop, so it's blip blop. And you can either blip or blop, and you you blip a couple times, and you might blop, and and then you, it counts them, and then you can double your mm-hmm. blips or your blops, and it's like, it's a joke. There's nothing, but you can get a number that's really really high for blips or blops, and I did it for a long time. I did it just to fucking do it, cause it's stupid, and and I just yeah why not. See if I could fuck with the programming or something, but that's the joke, right? Blip or blop, and games that do blip or blop, like Fortnite or Apex Legends, no matter how good they are or how much money I've spent on them, I start feeling blip or blop, and I know it's time to go. Mm-hmm. What do you think of that? This this n- new mentality of they don't make any money off the game, you're not buying anything except for fun and and enhancing it with blips or blops, so to speak. Uh, they turn out to be the most profitable games of all time, but mm-hmm. do you endorse that? I mean, you... it
1: make it makes sense, but for someone like me with my schedule and my setup with my life, that type of game just doesn't fit in to what I'm I'm doing. Does it bother I, I, I you
0: that that type of game is making more money than the games that you have to put? all this thought and time and progression into to become a master at it and not to say that you can't do the same with a Fortnite or a uh, you know an Apex or, or things like the Call of Duty but the developers I mean it, there was a period of time where it felt like regular video games are going away and it's only going to be mobile because of how profitable mobile games are mm-hmm. you saw that with Diablo 4 right uh, last year uh, Blizzard came out and announced that they were going to continue Diablo, but on the the mobile and people were like, what the fuck? It's because it's easier to develop for the reward is way higher than the, the cost. And it's a quick money grab. I mean, any big mm-hmm. company, the reach is insane. Yep. The reach and the, the way that people, that a lot of companies tie the, the billing on websites directly into your phone bill.
1: Mm-hmm. You know, there's
0: ways to do that. So, you might get your kid a phone. They don't even fucking know that they're spending 150 bucks a month on gems for blip blop. You know, that's
1: why Roblox scares me because that's of- why
0: Roblox gets a lot of money. My son constantly, he has six different accounts cause he forgets his password and it's super easy to create a new one. And he's like, I want Robux. Well, what, uh, the one time I did, I let him use his allowance to, to buy Robux. He don't even fucking know what account it's on. And he's like, well, and then I go in, I get into one. I see he's got all this progression on a, on a character. I say, wow, I'm pretty impressed with my son. He says, well, that's not the account I use anymore. I use this other one with nothing in it and and the 400 Robux I just bought. And I'm like, uh-huh. what the fuck? You know, and you can't transfer. They yeah. make billions. I mean, Robux is making so much money. Mm-hmm. But it's a blip
1: blip. Well, th- no and, and to go back to it, like, if I w- if I was if if it was 10, 15 years ago mm-hmm. all day, I mean when I was playing Ultima, I was spending money on the extra for the, the shard or the server that I was a part of <laughs> I, there was stuff you could pay for and I, we probably talked about this before but just even stupid stuff like I want my horse to be like vivid orange color Okay, here's, say, here's 25 bucks to pay to do that mm-hmm. you yeah, know.
0: I, I will say that because this is our podcast and we can be um, hypocritical, I'll say that your situation is okay and, and warranted. <laughs> it was warranted to do what you did. and You know, in an RPG where you can see your fucking character and mm-hmm. it might give you more motivation to play, but I'm talking... Come on, cool. I want to look
1: cool, man.
0: Yeah, absolutely. But, you know, same as if you want to change the background on your desktop, right? You want to see what mm-hmm. you want to see, but in Apex, there's, you're spending all this fucking money and it's a lot more expensive per, in perspective than it is on Fortnite,
1: mm-hmm.
0: which is still overly charged. And they're not that good. You're paying for a lot for, for something and you can't see it because it's first person. You right. might see the arms of the character, but it's about other people. So now you're dressing up for other people. They're getting you to pay f- ridiculous amounts of money to dress up for other people and to mm-hmm. only see your character on selection. <laughs> and so I the majority to, of
1: the of these sales are on fashion. It's all fashion yeah. for the most part. That's and where they've the money. And somehow gotten people, us dudes
0: people, to give a shit about fashion when we never did before. Us gamer nerds mm-hmm, who do. Mm-hmm.
1: See, like there was other things I used to spend money on though when I when I was when I would play Ultima because there were things that were like useful mm-hmm. in the game. Not yes. just like
0: well, you used to be able to buy oh, your but wing there of but
1: there were all that too. You could do you know make your guys and, and your mounts and stuff look cooler. But you can also get get mounts well, like. Did you ever play in, Neverwinter? Instead Went of to- grinding for X amount of experience, you could, you know, that would take however long. Yeah. you just pay. Oh, here's here's twenty bucks, and you have your cool fucking yeah. dragon mount now. Exactly.
0: Know? Um, there, there's games where you know the games that come out on the mobile that say like you have three lives for free until tomorrow but Mm -hmm. you can buy more that's a modern way of looking at coin operated games i don't find that to be absurd but way too easy to spend Mm -hmm. Uh, but then again i would go play centipede which was a very basic and easy you know simply simple game with no graphics uh, as a kid and every time i played it's 25 cents so, perspective wise, there's just, it, it's easier, right, to do it. There's way more options. Marketing has come much better in this world mm-hmm. because they're going to try to sell you everything they can. Um, mm-hmm. But at the end of the day, you're getting a product. Uh, and it's up to you to ch- determine if you want to. And, and I, I, I do not blame the game companies when it comes to people um, buying product that they shouldn't buy. If someone comes into my store, I'm selling a TV, and they're like, I want 40 of them, and then they go home, and they're like, that was fucking stupid, why did I buy 40 TVs? That's not my fault as a seller. <laughs> and so, if someone comes in and buys 40, you know, 40 costumes, and then they're like, well, that was stupid because these aren't that good, or Apex packs, I I made a major mistake in Apex where I, I was buying a $40 pack of gems, basically, long story short, to unlock stuff, but it was all random. The stuff you're mm-hmm. unlocking. And I knew that. And I, I was treating myself and I was rewarding the creators of this game because I like it and I played enough and I felt like forty bucks was enough to spend. But when I mm-hmm. did, nothing happened. So I tried it again. And I tried it again. And every time I did it, nothing would happen. The balance wouldn't go up. And I did it about four times. Then I put in a different credit card, did it about three times. Oh and my I was, god. I was a little pissed and adamant and drunk. And about 450 dollars later, it all went through every cart. Um, Microsoft does not fuck around when it comes to rewarding you with refunds. And I was lucky I got half of it back, uh, but I still spent about 250 dollars on something I only intended to spend 40 on.
1: Holy shit.
0: And I was pissed. And there was nothing I could do. It was a lesson learned, I guess, on their faulty system. And I still believe to this moment that since I identified it instantly, I should have been able to, well, as as soon as I was able to, right, their systems caught up. And then their system said, oh, you made all these purchases. Um, They didn't see that it was duplicate purchases. Like most systems would warn you, you've already made this purchase 30 seconds ago. Nope. Their system (laughs) doesn't have that. They want you to fuck up like that sometimes. I believe it
1: because it's your mistake
0: my mistake and now i have all these gems well guess what in apex they overprice certain things and now i have all these gems that i shouldn't have and i was like well i'm gonna buy some stuff and i spent they have a column for gems that are basically one gem is a penny so a thousand gems is 10 bucks well then they have another version of that gem where a thousand gems is about a hundred dollars and they—they're just one's copper, one's gold, I think—is—is is how it currently is. Mm-hmm. And so I went in and used my gems to buy seventy dollars worth of unlock packs. Instead of an unlock, so there's these special un, unlock packs that are normally ten dollars a piece. Right? No, one dollar a piece. And now they were ten dollars a piece. I thought I was getting seventy packs. I got seven. And I paid $70. (laughs) No, the other way around. I thought I was getting seven packs for $7. And I got seven packs for $70. And there is no turning back. There is no confirmation when you hit that button. It just, I had that Mm -hmm. amount in my, my pocket. And I hit buy. And of those $70 that I spent on that, because I already had it from the previous stupid mishap, um, I got back practically nothing. I got the equivalent of what would be worth uh, in the game, uh, $14 worth of unlocks. And a whole lot of kick in the ass.
1: Oh, you got bamboozled.
0: (laughs) Yes, I did. I got bamboozled. Um, And I, I just, that's my long way around. I think that that's still my fault. You know, it sucks. It's still my fault. Um, I think that businesses shouldn't be allowed to do this. I think that Xbox and Microsoft should regulate this. And, and uh, companies like EA especially should avoid this. Like the plague, I don't think it's right. I think it's predatory almost on people who, mm-hmm. are, who are not paying close attention. But it's not illegal. And it's my fault.
1: Well, because they'd say shame on you. Yep. You know what I mean? And the, on- the only you way... You should have paid more attention.
0: Yeah, the, the only way to fix that is to stop buying it. And guess what? They found a way to make that impossible. People will be playing Apex for the next 5 to 10 years. People will be playing Fortnite for the next 5 to 10 years. And they've already got mathematics involved to know that it's going to decline at a certain rate. And as long as they can keep their numbers above that average expectation, they will have accomplished their goals. Mm-hmm. They know that there's not going to be as many next year as there are this year. And if they beat it, which Fortnite pretty much has they're an exception to the rule and everything they do is positive. So that's my spiel on, on all this craziness and uh, my mistakes. Watch out what you do when you're spending money in these stupid, um, you know, these games, the the games that are free are the ones where you're the product. And if you're the product, you got to figure out what it is. And if you're willing to really spend the amount of money that it, that it takes. That's
1: why I don't even get involved because I'm like, well, Everyone's gonna be spending all this money, and I have no intention on spending any, so like I'm never gonna be at the level of these other people that are so it's not yeah. even it's not even fair it's not even worth my time i'll play I'll play something else
0: do you play a lot of games like um with friends or with uh like multiplayer? I know you said you played multiplayer on the uh,
1: i do i do yeah um it just depends on what i'm playing i i i like both i i that's why i variety i i'm not yeah. in in one thing i'll i'll play first person shooters and i started to actually at in the last couple of weeks more so than anything else i been playing more overwatch than anything yeah, when i get funny. when i get some time i love some overwatch um but uh, yeah, no, uh, with the From Software games, Dark Souls, Bloodborne, there's, you can co-op together and fight bosses and take out whole areas uh, together, or you can PvP and you can have fun, you can have tournaments with that, you can do different things, and, and you can just face each other, make yeah. different types of builds, different types of characters, use That's different cool. weapons, shields, armor, all that stuff. So yeah, I, I, I definitely like multiplayer.
0: Well, one thing that I, I admire and I think that when we talk about games like first-person shooters, mo- mo- um, Call of Duties, and things where you're getting skill, you're—I mean, it's definitely—it's—it really comes down to the person. Um, but one of the things I try to encourage my son, and I—I I guess I probably need to start encouraging myself—is to focus on some games that give you that sense of accomplishment. Where if you're not that great at Fortnite, you're not never going to be accomplished. They—they they put in these fake accomplishments, like you've collected enough gems and. You've you know done this or that, these little challenges, and these are the ones I'm talking about that become the repetitive day-to-day daily mm-hmm. appearances. Um, But when you beat Zelda for the first time, or Metroid or um, you know, Bloodborne or whatever, uh, that's an accomplishment. Now they get you, because mm-hmm. they have DLC and new things. But you know, when I beat the Witcher Three, which was a very long game that had a very long story. I didn't feel like I needed to I wanted to I didn't feel like I needed to go in and play more same with horizon zero dawn Um, I'm excited for the next one but I I was really happy with the first one and I completed it and I felt accomplished and it was fun and then Mm -hmm. I moved on I moved on Um, some games I I have the desire to play again but I generally don't but then there's your style where you've played the same game over over and over and over and over And I love that that's that you have two people very similar in, in a lot of ways. But look, you'll play that game over and over and and you have different reasons for doing so. And I mm-hmm. love that. I
1: love it. If I can find something new to do in that world, I'm going to do it because I love that atmosphere. I love that game. I love that world. I want to be there. I want to do cool stuff there.
0: I implore you to play um, Detroit Become Human. You got to. Mm-hmm. I have that it. I one. have it here. Yeah, I mean, make that one of your next five because
1: mm-hmm. you
0: get if you're gonna replay a game, it'd be awesome to replay it to get a different outcome. And and that one.
1: Well, yeah, so I heard, I've heard you talk about that game with all the yeah. different endings and and how rare some of them can be. And I,
0: I don't want to give away the game itself, but because you know the the final story, even if it's just one of forty, but um, but the concept really is it's a choose your own adventure, and you can change the outcome from you know it's it's a robots versus humans type thing, right? and you can change the outcome from being all the robots win to all the humans win to everything in between. Uh, and there's, there's romance angles, there's, uh, friendship angles and every decision impacts each of those. There's parenting angles, uh, random shit. And there's three to four characters that you can majorly influence across the board there. And so you have all of that with all three of those characters, right? I think mm-hmm. it's three. Uh, there's something about that, that, especially if there's replayability in it. Uh, it goes to the first decision you ever make, right? You take one path, and now you're going down a different way because some of it's just a mindset. I said when I played it, I'm going to choose everything as if I'm a robot without emotion.
1: <laughs>
0: and so there's three robots you play, and the whole yeah. thing was no motion allowed in any decision I make.
1: That's a cool way to play the game. Yeah.
0: And so I got that outcome. The outcome that I, and, and and even that is still circumstantial and you know my my opinion because some of, some of the decisions are like you have to take into account like you know you're a robot who's trying to make a decision on uh if you should allow a daughter who's being abused to stay or go <laughs> you know it's like the only mm-hmm. decision is stay or go but there's a lot that goes into that decision and it's like as a mm-hmm. robot should i care or maybe i do because i find usefulness in this person you know so it's. St- I might be making the same decision as somebody else who's making the decision for an emotional reason, is my point. And so you go down right. the path. Uh, but I'll tell you what, you can do all that with that game, and it makes it a lot of fun. So I do recommend it.
1: Yeah, I'm going to have to give that a, give that a spin, see any, where it goes.
0: Any recommendations for me?
1: Oh, man. <sighs> I'm trying to think of what you might might not have played but th- this is an older one i feel like you would have played this though but i always ask just in case someone hasn't um have you you shadow of the colossus i'm guessing you've played mm-hmm.
0: that i have played it uh I, it was one of those i i had it off of like a digital download that lasted three days or something i forget what it was a demo mm-hmm. is what they call that's it. a
1: go-to one like i always ask people that because I'm i love boss that fights to come out free I,
0: I'm assuming that one yeah. day before it's done, I'm gonna have. I might already have it, to be honest. I, I feel like I might have recently, but that's when I played and I loved it. The concept, and then I was like, "But I can wait until it's free because it's been out mm-hmm. before." It's a pre. It was PlayStation Two, right?
1: Yeah, and then they they re uh, they remastered it, and I'm pretty I'm pretty sure because I the one I have is like a PS3 one. It's a split with the game Ico
0: i remember that case
1: and then i feel like they remastered it after that
0: i didn't know Ico was remastered Mm -hmm. but i remember seeing Um, it on playstation 4
1: that one i have not beaten yet that is another one in in the old backlog that needs to uh i need to beat someday because that i remember i remember playing that and it being a lot of fun but i must have got distracted and never never went back to it for some reason
0: shadow of colossus is kind of the concept um that you get out of older games, like original Nintendo games, like Prince of Persia, if you recall mm-hmm. that one, um, but then even Assassin's Creed, where, you know, you use you're utilizing obscure structures and new dynamics to climb around to make things happen. But the cool thing about Shadow of Colossus is you're doing it within a Colossus with within, you know, the level is you can almost look at, look at it like a side scroller mapped to come to life. The level is the animal. Or the or the thing you're fighting, so you got to get up and around. Very similar to God of War, actually, uh, in some of the God of War battles that I had in God of War Three, I want to say it was, where, mm-hmm. um, yep. you know, you got to get to the top of the monster and find the spot to kill it. But it, the monster is massive; it's a colossus. And so, for those of you who haven't played it, that's kind of the concept. Uh, you know, do you grab onto the hair to climb, or do you go over to that side and it might knock you off because it can see you out the corner of its eye but it's done and the weather is, if I can recall correctly, like the wind is swaying and you might fly off.
1: Um, definitely mm-hmm. an
0: interesting style of a game. You, yeah, you say you'll, be on
1: the, you'll be on the back of a bird holding on for dear life. And yeah, if they turn one way, if you if you run out of stamina, you're, you're done for. You're dead. You're off the back yeah. of the bird.
0: But they also implement a very um, Zelda, Twilight Princess feel where, you know, you have to walk around a land at least in the latest version of the remake. Um, You ride a horse, you go around to find the Colossuses. Uh, So it's almost like it's not just jumping from monster to monster to beat them. You're you're building a character and you're building a story as well. Uh, Mm -hmm. It's kind of open world, right?
1: Yeah, the way, and again, I haven't played the, the latest one, but the way the old one was you had your sword and you would raise your sword up towards the light and then the light where you would turn around And wherever the light would kind of turn into like a laser focused, that's the direction you would go to get to the to the Colossus. And then you so you just make your way, you make you make your way there. And, um, you know, a lot of the world's the part of the world could be, you know, somewhat of a puzzle. So you got to figure out, okay, I need to go this way or do this over here to to advance. And then, again, like like Kevin was saying, you get to the the Colossus and you gotta make your way up and find the weak spots and have an epic battle.
0: (laughs) That's awesome. And that is a PlayStation exclusive game. I don't think you can play that outside of PlayStation. Um, But uh, You know that also, too, while Bloodborne and, and Dark Souls type games are on the feet dodging and rolling, similar concept, right? You find the weak spots, you... Defeat mm-hmm. your your enemy monsters and uh, or you try to.
1: And, yeah, you just try to you know exploit the weaknesses and and yeah. have patience.
0: <laughs> yes, patience is something that I have to learn every time I play a new game. I say I want a mm-hmm. Russian gun and I want to, you know, whatever. And uh, so one of the games that I'm going to play eventually is Metal Gear Solid, the the latest. Um, it's a couple of years old now, but uh, that's Phantom a game. Pain phantom pain and that's a very patient you have to have patience uh, like hitman and, and games like that um so it's not like uh like i want to play red dead redemption 2 but that's uh you can play it how you want if you don't want to have patience you can but you have to deal with the outcome but in, mm-hmm. in metal gear it's not not so much it's a little bit more the patience rewards you from what i understand hmm
1: yeah i'm curious to see how how this one is because it's more of like an open world and actually that's something I'm, i was doing i'm actually i'm i was playing through all the metal gears up until that one because i haven't played that one yet either that's the only one i really haven't played although except aside from ground zeros i don't know if you played that one um, i know which one you're talking but about i didn't I, I played a little bit of that but nothing really because again it's in that you ever played the origin
0: the the og what's that you ever play og metal gear oh yeah Yep. You know, the Nintendo. And then we had, uh, I mean, there was several way, way, way back in the day. Genesis. Bat and
1: Snake's Revenge.
0: Oh, my goodness. Yeah. Uh, some of the original Metal Gear just bring back, just thinking about it, bring back some serious memories. So um, to, to see games, you know, it's, I saw a funny meme where it showed um, hoops from like 1994. Or, I'm sorry. I have hoops right so, over there. <laughs> you know, it's the game where it's like sticks, right? Is that hoops? The, the, the original basketball game ever on Atari, where. On Atari, okay. It's two lines of pixels, and the, the, the head is one pixel over, and the arm is one pixel, and you had one pixel be the basketball, you know? And then someone took. The meme was that picture, and then NBA Live 20K, or 2K 20. And it's like, or whatever it is, you know, whatever the, the current version is, it's like these were both within my lifetime. The, the one of them is you're controlling an entire team, an entire season of 100% realistic looking human beings. And the other is seven dots of pixel. And that's the whole game. <laughs> you know what I mean? Perspective.
1: That's pretty cool.
0: Yeah, it really is. And, and at the time when that game came out, people couldn't believe that they could play basketball on a computer it was unbelievable
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Uh, and it's got By it how far we've come
1: <laughs> yeah when
0: you see someone who's like a hundred years old and you're like man still when they were born TV- TVs weren't, weren't a thing and you know cameras and just the innovations that have happened along the way the stuff that we there's a funny Bill Barr sketch and I'll, I'll this will be my last piece and I'll let you kind of write us out Bill Burr not Bill Barr jeez don't want to get politics but bill burr um and he says uh was it bill burr he says hold on a second it's going oh it's louis ck okay louis ck and he doesn't i'm a big fan of his yeah and he's talking about like kids these days and their cell phones and they're fucking they're on the airplane and they're flying a thousand miles a second and they're like why can't i get to the web and it's so slow and he's like the fuck is your problem can you wait a second it's going to outer space it's going to literal outer space and then coming back to your hand perfectly can you fucking wait a second for that thing to load you know that concept and 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 to think that we've come from where we you know when our parents were kids to where we are today and, and even when we were born you know I'm, I'm 40 years old now as of yesterday um there was a lot of cool stuff that uh You know, my wife got me a little plaque that showed things that occurred when I was born. And one of them was like, Commodore 64 hit shelves, you know, or something like that. And it it makes you really stop and think. When we talked last week about board games, um, the reason they were so prevalent is because video game systems were fucking expensive. Like, out of Mm -hmm. question expensive for a lot of families. And it took a while for that to become mainstream. Everyone wanted it, much like the Apple iPhone when it came out or the iPod when it came out. But not everyone could have it because it was limited quantity. They were unsure of how much they'd sell. They had no precedent. They knew in Japan how things were going. Mm -hmm. But perspective is very crazy. and Even in in the world of bartending, the building of of bars, the different (laughs) types of alcohols that they have today, have some patience for your bartenders. This is my circle all the way around because much like us gamers where at one time basketball was just a couple of pixels back in the day, there was only a few bottles back here and only a few things to make. And you have some old timer bartenders who will give you the best service possible, give you the best drinks you've ever had, but they may not be up to par with what we got going on today. With all this peanut butter whiskey and Frangelico and
1: all that shit. Oh, that's, a a, nice... that's the guy I want serving me. <laughs> yeah.
0: and, that, and, and that's the funny thing, too, is the difference, right? My drink is this new thing, your drink. It really brings it back to some simplicity, right? Some rye rye whiskey, some pineapple juice, and some vermouth, right? So that's, that's a really cool way of looking at both of the two drinks we've put together today. Tying it all back in from video games to the bar, but um, Jim, what do you th- what? How's that make you feel when you? And plus, too, look at this, right? I still got, mu- I still got some. Jim's is empty, right? I can't oh, even drink heart. this. It's too sweet. It's too sweet. I need to water it down. And I had,
1: a, I had to try one. I had to test it out a little bit before the show, so you know. <laughs> I had to have a little sample, make sure That's it's right. good first. No, I, um. It, it's it's weird getting old, man. It, it's crazy to see how far how far things good go, and uh, just the way the world changes, and and the advances we make. And it's especially in the technology world. It's oh it's goodness. exciting. It's exciting. Um, it's, it's hard to keep to up us. with, but uh, have... it is really really exciting.
0: Hey, before our generation is gone, we are truly going to have legit real self driving cars. You know, I mean, I know I know that happens right now. You'd be surprised to find how many are actually on the roads amongst us because Mm -hmm. we're literally right now and over the last couple of years, self-driving cars have been going through trial and error (laughs) amongst us. Mm -hmm. Um, They might have a person in the seat, but they ain't doing shit. And that's happening in every city and state pretty much. Uh, But before we're gone or our generation anyways, um, that will be a normal thing. There will be uh, kids that we know that will say, what was it like to drive? You know? and And that will probably come and go in our lifetime and and I see things like that being super beneficial because look, if the car's driving itself, I could get to my fucking gaming <laughs> yeah really <laughs>
1: <laughs> and see if it's if it's really if it you know eventually they perfect it and if it's keeping everybody safer and it's <laughs> you know that's that's a good thing, so
0: that'll be the hurdle we join we we get to later, maybe episode two hundred and seventy five
1: uh-huh. We'll but, get,
0: uh, but for episode eighty-five, that is the first episode in this awesome backlog podcast bar. Great Hell suggestion, yeah. Jim. I really love it. Uh, we got over here. You got uh, Mario playing. You can play it twenty-four-seven. It is only Mario. We don't allow any other games on that TV unless mm-hmm. uh, we make the decision. And um, right here, this 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 box right here. You come over here. It's a secret box. Inside is our set list and our discussion papers about the podcast. We tuck it in that box before we start, so we know what we're mm-hmm. talking about beforehand. Uh, this is completely Classified. Yeah, classified and, and completely rehearsed. We actually have a script, so everything you've heard here today, somebody else wrote. And uh, this is just acting. We're
1: really, really good actors. <laughs>
0: <laughs> uh, so you can catch us on the thebacklogpod.com. Actually, soon enough, we're going to have Backlognetwork.com Which you will probably mm-hmm. be A better place to go To find our information uh, Jim's going to be Helping us with that Building that out um, mm-hmm. We're trying to Centralize a lot of The stuff like that um, We're going to get A little bit better On our social media Soon um, To where we're Letting you know About all the different Things we've talked about uh, Including our magazine Which is coming out In about nine days I think
1: mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
0: Um, You can catch me At Backlog Time Anywhere And you can catch Jim at GDinsomniac23 anywhere jim anyone you want to shout out i know some people that you could shout out but i think let's hear what you got
1: shout out i'm gonna give a shout out to someone that uh everyone should know and love if you don't already know him uh the vengeful jedi on twitch vengeful nice. jedi he he's is a, a, cool a wonderful kind human and he also has a podcast called the geek dig podcast geek oh he's dig got geek podcast. Dig podcast no way yes yes i know the geek so,
0: podcast
1: yeah so you guys go check out, out i want to get him to hang out with yeah. us one day at this bar here and uh you know we can all kind of chat and just have fun and talk to them about what they got going on we can talk to us about what we got going on and just have a good time
0: yeah i'd like people to send in if you have obscure recipes for drinks um one of the things that we're going to try to do is is talk oh, about hell yeah. and so um uh, if we have the liquors in our house, maybe one of us can make them or both both of us can make them. We'll talk about them beforehand, so send those over. Um, you can tweet us at, the backlo- or at Backlog Network or Instagram us. Um, I'll get those messages, and pretty soon enough, uh, I'll make sure Jim and, and some other people can get those too so that we have a, a group of people responding to that stuff. Mm-hmm. But please, mm-hmm. let us know. Get us feedback. Uh, if you have games you want us to talk about, uh, whether they be upcoming, previous, or current, um, we'd love to at least give you our insight on uh, what we think might be coming from those games. Uh, you might have heard of a, a great podcast we did a long time ago where we talked about um, what's that game that completely, absolutely tanked on PlayStation? Um, uh, not Apex, but uh, man, I can't even think of it. Anthem. Oh, Anthem. You know, we, get, we did a podcast where we were like super hyped about Anthem. We did the beta. We were like, buy it, buy it, must buy, must buy, must buy. <laughs> we will we will redeem ourselves from those days and give us games. We'll tell you what we think, uh, but we'll give you Absolutely. true think if we played them. So from rosy Cheeks over here in Jacksonville to Rosie Cheeks <laughs> all the way up there in Pennsylvania, I'm Kevin.
1: I'm Jim. And
0: this is the Backlog Podcast.